welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality. I'm Sydney DeLorean, and I am here with Zach. Say hi. Hello. Um, so, Zach. Yes. What's going on? Nothing. Just, just hanging out, you know? Just <laughs> chilling. Yeah. Doing this podcast. Yeah. It's uh, my first. Uh, not counting our uh, test ones that we did a while back. This is your first that's going to air. Yeah, that people are actually going to hear. Um. So everyone, you're welcome for this uh, talent scouting that I've done. I and uh, I'm sorry for me. I'm sorry. No, Zach, you're, you're great. You're <laughs> great. Um, so uh, so we've been sick, and uh, we've been spending that time watching a lot of intervention. Uh, we spend a lot of time watching intervention when we are at full health also <laughs> that's true that's true i just like felt like <laughs> i wanted to justify our behavior by saying that like oh we've been sick we haven't been able to do much except for watch intervention but you're right we do watch a lot of it while at full we usually sick. though like we'll watch one and then feel like disgusted with ourselves or, or like we can't watch two in a row that just feels like too much yeah yeah well we had a unique experience yesterday i should say that zach is a fellow sober person um and so there's some sort of delight that we get from the show mm -hmm. um and we had an incident yesterday where we watched one episode and it wasn't as depraved as we wanted <laughs> it to be um so then we felt the need to watch another episode to you know chasing that dragon it is it is and and one day maybe someone will have an intervention for us regarding intervention but it is weird that there are certain notes that we feel the episode needs to hit upon in order right uh and those notes are I don't know, kind of what I look for in most reality shows is just like some sort of comedic gold, just a person out of control I like a little bit um, or just a funny person. I think part uh, of it is we like when we definitely like when they have some sort of conflict with their parents, right? Right. Um, some sort of adult, preferably around the age of 30, who still has a lot of angst at their parents. Yeah, uh, one of my favorites was uh, the inhalant guy or the uh, duster guy. Oh, who was he? Just had his room was filled with duster cans. I mean, just all over, just trash cans, just overflowing with dust off cans, and be like in the the voice you get from duster, be like, "Mom, give me the fucking money" or whatever. The guy was. Because his mom was giving him money for dust. And he just had these chapped lips and was yelling at his mom he like, you nightmare. don't understand me. He was a nightmare. Um, so we like that. We like a parental conflict. We also like if there's ever a scene where they're in a state that's not fully dressed. Um, there was the girl who had been doing meth. She was like 28 and she'd been on meth since she was 15. And You'll she, have to be more specific. Which one? Uh, the the Christy girl? Christy girl yeah, who yeah. was fully nude. <laughs> like the, in front of her sister. Just butt naked in front of her. Fighting her sister naked. <laughs> and her sister tried to feed her because she just, she looks... <laughs> 
She fucking looks like some Jungle Book shit. Like she's been raised by wolves, right? She's her hair's all matted. I, I compared her to uh, Nell. Yeah, if you've seen that movie. <laughs> it was a total Nell situation, and her sister's like, "I'm trying to feed you. I brought you food," and she's like, "Why? Because you're, you're fat. fat." And I was like, "No, that would she would be feeding herself <laughs> if that. I would know why. Why would she? I'm fat. I'm gonna feed my sister. <laughs> what sense does that? It doesn't make? make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. So or, still sick burn though. It is a sick burn. Um, uh, or like the, we recently watched one where a um, formerly respected paranormal psychic guy was drinking a gallon of vodka a day and taking pills. And then when he went to uh, leave for his final interview, he's like, I probably should have worn pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one was a treat. Um, yeah, I don't that one is a really good one. Yeah. They have people sometimes who are kind of famous, which is, is yeah, the, the cherry on top. They had the guy from the singer from the days of the new. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That guy was something else too. Was that just, no, that was meth and alcohol. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What other tasting notes do you think make up a good inter episode of intervention? Well, um, so we watched that one, um, it's in season 18, where it's called The Heroin Triangle. That was great, just mm -hmm. all the way around. Um, it was actually done really well, and you get to follow a few different people for a number of episodes and uh, see how they're intertwined and connected with one another. That was great because you got to know the people better and their families, but also um, some drugs and addictions, I'm not going to say are, are boring to me. But I like meth for sure. I'm like, I want to see this. Yeah, any of the uppers because people are going to be more erratic. Radic, exactly. If you're really lucky, they're going to have a drug-induced psychosis. Yeah, and then so I like, I've seen two different ones on bath salts. I think you've just seen the one we watched last oh, night. Oh, man, we watched one last night where this fucking girl was shooting up bath salts and then she was injecting her boyfriend with bath salts in his jugular. Oh, Gee, I'm gonna. I'm kind of actually. I just had like a little bit of a wet burp just talking about that. That's it. That has nothing to do with what you're talking about. My I mean, wet burp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you insinuating that I burp frequently? Yes, just Is between this... words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that one was a kind of more sad and some I mean just based on what the subject mm -hmm. is it is it, it can be sad if you're a pussy uh no <laughs> um but hers was just first of all I didn't know that you could shoot up bath salts I thought you just snorted it. I guess you could shoot up fucking anything I guess you can yeah but I thought it was it was uh people usually snorted it I thought uh so the other uh episode on bath salts that one was pretty nuts and it was based here in, in glendale arizona and it's big a, ups big whoop whoop <laughs> bath salts in glendale uh, so yeah that anything like that the um duster something off the beaten path uh which is i think why we kind of liked uh, my strange addiction to yes which you're just like how'd you get into this like I mean, what is the yeah because you're just you just want to go what was the first thing that made you want to take a bite out of a diaper you're right because there was the lady one of our favorites she ate diapers and she would be showing up at her friend's houses who had babies and being like give me them diapers yeah and yeah. she carried them in her purse and would like sniff them and yeah. like take some of the filling out and like suck on it 
But you're like, what was the first step in doing that? And then her friend was like, yeah, she came over at the intervention. She's like, she came over and took my child's diapers. I'm like, bitch, you gave her. You gave, yeah. (laughs) You were definitely complicit in this. It's almost like, you know, it's one of those situations where an outsider goes, okay, this is fucked up. Why are you giving your diaper? But like also, if someone shows up at your house, they're your best friend, and they're like, hey, can I have your baby's diaper? Like... How do you say no, really? Because there's no, you're not like, oh, I'm using these dirty diapers. That's what I would say. I would say, I'm going to eat these. I'm going <laughs> to I'm planning on eating these you, diapers. Are you trying later. to take food from my baby's mouth? Because <laughs> be like, I feed my baby, baby diapers. It's so, yeah, it's safe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, there's, there's things that like they happen and you're like, okay, I don't, this is fucked up, but I don't really know why to say no to this. Um, yeah, so that that kind of stuff. So when I see an episode that's just like, see, alcohol is hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Like it's either someone is a hilarious drunk or they're just kind of sad or they're not even that bad. No, they're all pretty bad. They're all pretty bad. Uh, and I only feel all right with kind of laughing at people because I've had my own struggles. And thankfully, uh, no one in my life cared enough to stay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or and also I would have never signed off on a show documenting this. But if sobriety means not being able to laugh at other people who have these problems, then I don't want to be sober, you know. Well, <laughs> you know, one of the things we talk about a lot on this show is if it's mentionable, it's manageable. So treating anything like oh this is so dark you shouldn't talk about it you shouldn't you know whatever like that doesn't help the healing in any way i am a firm believer that everything just bring it to light learn to laugh at it learn to laugh at yourself right and not just solely like laughing at the because that that heroin triangle there was one episode where i like laughed and cried and if you remember like i was like oh my god you know because the one where the kid goes to his dad also agrees to go to rehab and it was just like got me choked up. Yeah. So you get that sort of stuff too. And it, I mean, who isn't familiar with the show Intervention? I wonder if it's it's just us who, who are late to the party <laughs> because well, we're... Well, I used to watch it like when it first came out almost 20 years ago, my roommate and I would watch it and we would get bought, we would open bottles of wine and we would watch it uh-huh. um, and we would each drink an entire bottle of wine while watching the show. Um, it took me a, a, a long time after that to realize that I had a problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, we've kind of had a renewed love in it because we watched the duster episode uh i was researching for an episode of simone jay and then we just were went off. full throttle we went full <laughs> throttle um uh, yeah because i had only seen a handful like maybe like three episodes of the show yeah one of which we just saw the other night the one with bill billy right was his name or no kelly Kelly. Oh, yeah, the skater. Skater dude who was hanging out under a bridge with his girlfriend, Clover, and they were just a little punk rock couple, which I said reminded me a lot of my youth, which was drinking and a a lot of like uh, under bridges, railroad tracks, drained canals. Um, You like the ones that have a couple dynamic. You really like the uh, sort of... um, yeah. The the love and addiction enter, intertwined. Well, I think you do too. Yeah, there was uh 
another one in the heroin triangle, which again, I highly recommend season 18 heroin triangle. That's just a good place to, yeah. to, to get your addiction. <laughs> it's, it's actually quality programming. It really is. It really is. But, um, yeah, so there was Billy and whatever his Tiffany, girl, Tiff and Billy and Tiffany, and you <laughs> love the part where they're like arguing over how much meth they had or heroin, and, and he's like, "Well, you tell it." Oh, so he's <laughs> like, "What did he say? Uh, where?" Where did those where'd those pebbles go? And she says, they were rocks. She screamed it, though. She's like, they were rocks. Um, um, so, yeah, just watching. They would just fight over. The size of their meth rocks. Yeah. And they lived in her car with her two dogs. And they just drove around all day um, arguing and doing drugs. And these poor fucking dogs. I'm like, they didn't fucking sign up for this. And one of the dogs gets away at one point, so she's running around in a meth frenzy, just like trying to get the dog. Yeah, and it's... uh yeah, no, I did enjoy that because then they would get a hotel room. They they got like a tax refund, and so it was like eight hundred dollars. And so they're like, awesome, we can get a hotel room and drugs. And she spends the entire time in front of the mirror picking at her skin. Um, I, wasn't it even more? I thought it was like a lot of money. It was oh maybe it was more than eight hundred dollars. Like a few million. It no, might have been five. It, it might have been five thousand dollars. Yeah, I think it was like yeah a couple thousand. It's more money than anyone on meth should have because it's like dangerous. Because like yeah. day one, well their main thing was heroin, but yeah. meth was just like well if we're gonna treat ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so day one of them having this money, they have a hotel. She spends like six hours picking at her skin, and she had like a system. She had like tweezers and all sorts of tools and then while she's picking at her skin he goes out to the car and shoots up heroin and overdoses and she has to call the an ambulance because it's like you you shouldn't have money when you have that much of an addiction problem you should have to suck dick for every dose of drugs <laughs> because otherwise you're gonna overdose like if you just have a bulk of money you know what I'm saying? They should make that rule for drug dealers. They're like, look, you can deal drugs, but this is, these are the rules. And then the drug dealers will be like to their, you know, the, the people trying to buy drugs. They're like, look, I don't like this any more than you do, but you have to suck my dick. Yeah, it's like one blowjob, one fix, and then you have to go back, go into withdrawals, come back, give me a shaky, sweaty blowjob. I'll give you another <laughs> dose because every time... The, on these episodes when someone has a lot of money it doesn't go well right yeah because they have enough money to really to kill themselves yeah, so yeah i enjoyed that i i was fascinated with her bad skin and the level of makeup that she would wear to cover it up yeah, sydney has lots of notes just on how people look just like oh my god her hair like it's they, funny to me just things i would never think they get of. real aggressive at their eyebrows and like <laughs> sometimes it'll be the one eyebrow comes into the right point um like in the center but then the other one is just like doesn't start until halfway through and you're just like like why what happened oh yeah drugs yep <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, and then the, the ones where they're on meth and they have really messy homes. And I'm like, what is the point of doing speed if you're not going to be tidy? But I guess a lot of people do meth and they fuck shit up rather than clean shit well, that, up. That girl, Christy, certainly did. I mean, that was – her she, place oh, was man. a mess, mess, mess. And she was doing uh, math. 
she just wanted to do math. She was making incorrectly. up. She was making up new math because yeah. she's a genius and was like, "You, I mean, she was like, okay, one times two equals two, but then if it's two times two, it needs to equal one. But what the fuck? Why isn't it equaling one? And you're just like, because that's because actually two times two isn't one. You're right. Um, yeah, she lived in a free house in Los Angeles. Like her parents had rental properties, and they enabled her i guess by letting her live in one for free for years and i was just like super jealous like okay her dad was like this hot latino lounge singer who would like write songs about his little christy and i'm like dude you have a hot dad and a free place to live in la and you're really fucking blowing it she should have went like you know life's good i got a pretty hot dad i (laughs) i have a hot dad and a free house in los angeles like yeah you know what i'm saying the world is your oyster i don't have a dad and i have to pay rent like yeah and then her what we've been quoting her from that episode because people are trying to obviously get her to quit doing drugs. And she's like, oh, you're just mad because I'm on a permanent good one. And <laughs> you're <laughs> fat or whatever she had to say. She just kept but calling everyone fat and saying, yeah. She's on a permanent good one. Uh, and then she would go, not hook, but she would go fishing for people to buy her alcohol but she'd be dressed basically like a prostitute yeah she would dress like a prostitute and be like hey can you buy me some alcohol the guy's like how about i you know fuck you (laughs) it's like no thanks for the mickeys bye (laughs) Bye. see you later it's always vodka um i've noticed so i said mickeys i think she drank maybe 40s too but she mostly mostly vodka. vodka and um every one of them a lot of them that are real hardcore, it's vodka. And I think just because that's the Bud Light of mm-hmm. liquor, it just mixes well. And you don't get sick of it. Like if you drink too much of it, you're not going to be like, I can never have vodka again. I definitely get jealous of the ones. And obviously it's the ones who are earlier in their addiction. But when there's women who are thinner than me with better skin than me and they're a serious <laughs> addict, I'm like, super mad because I had to quit drinking because I was fat you know and it's like how the fuck do you get to drink all day and you still are I mean you usually they have like pretty hot bods but they still have a little usually you can tell like the belly their looks are deteriorating yeah quickly yeah but yeah I get a little jealous (laughs) because everything's about me right yeah yeah that's that's funny that that's your takeaway uh yeah some of them are surprisingly but i guess because that's when you get a lot of these people get addictions are when they're younger yes so and also a lot of them they get by they get their lifestyle supported because they are attractive um particularly the women and i've known women in my life like that where they just like they never had jobs and they just bounced around from different boyfriend to boyfriend's house, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so they kind of get by on being cute and that helps them, you know, really focus in on their addiction. Um, versus if you're ugly, you're like, oh, I can't drink too much tonight because I have to go to a job tomorrow. Right, right. So and you're pretty, you're just like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've been having a lot of fun watching that, but also um, we try not to watch too much. We watched, what was the last 
so like the R. Kelly thing was was a lot of that was great. Everybody watched that. So yeah, I, I, I was able to watch that pretty much guilt free as mm-hmm. far as reality shows. But we just kind of ra- oh, we, and we watched Lost in Transition, which was a lot of fun. We liked that a lot. Yeah, uh, that um, was let's- a your mom's house recommendation. If you're not listening to that podcast, you should do yourself a favor. But anyway, so that. That show was really good. It's just nine episodes. I'm not sure if it's coming back, but I hope it does. But after that, we were just like, well, you know, we could watch. I'm trying to get Sydney into like Game of Thrones, you know, actual quality television. She's like, nah, let's let's (laughs) let's dip back into. So I feel like that's a real character assassination. It is. Um, Uh, It's accurate, though. I mean, I just I I've tried Game of Thrones it's just I'm farting this whole fucking time I'm trying to talk. It's just I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm s- I'm not going to listen to this. So and I can't hear you farting. Oh, OK. I thought you could hear me. No. Thank God you have headphones on. Yeah. You have on fart canceling Bose fart canceling headphones. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. I just Game of Thrones. I don't know, man. I I tried watching it alone, but I was like sewing and stuff when I watched the first season. So I missed a lot because you have to pay attention to it. And then we tried watching it together, but it was like when I got later, it was late. Yeah, I got off a 10 hour shift at work and I just didn't have the energy to care about any of the people. That's fair. I just don't want to feel like I'm forcing you to watch anything. But whenever either one of us brings up intervention, we know that we're not twisting the other person's arm. Yeah. It's kind of like the people in the show, you know, like the couples, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should probably get some heroin. The other one's like, you're totally we right. Should. Yeah. We should. So we, we're always in agreement. On and you know, that. it's funny when the couples get sober, that I mean, they never get back together because Billy and Tiffany did, I thought, didn't no, they? No, uh uh. They didn't. Really? Because well, they had a kid together. They did, but they didn't get back together. As my stepdad used to say, um, who he's a bad person and like we really shouldn't take anything um, to heart. But when I was younger, every year for my birthday, he would buy me tennis lessons for me and my boyfriend. And his sentiment was always couples need to have more things in common than drinking and fucking. Um, so go play some tennis. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. I think a lot of the couples in the show, if they didn't have the drugs, they might underneath of it. Because if if they had had a relationship for a long time before getting into drugs together, they would have had some common ground. But a lot of them got together because of drugs, drugs and it stayed yeah. together. And then there's no there's no thread left. Um, so it's unfortunate because they all should- of the guys, too, we should talk about <laughs> because all of the guys are like. It seems like the the girls are more like, yeah, I need to get better, whatever it takes. And the guys are like, I'll go to rehab if she can go with me. Uh, right. Or they're like, yeah, they they're can't like, they be, can't away, be from, away from her. They're so like these guys will kill themselves doing drugs for their. They're so mindless. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. Yeah. Well, and it always seems like when the couples, they always send them to separate rehabs. And then when they get sober, the girl is like, you know what? I've thought about it. I need to stay. I'm going to do outpatient. I'm not going to go back home to wherever the fuck I'm from. And the guy always goes back home to his mom's house and Uh relapses within a month. Like the guys, 
don't seem to have that same sense of independence that the women do, which I think they is don't. like shocking. Well, they're just kind of, I don't know. Would I don't want to say like, oh, these girls could do better or whatever, but I think maybe they have more of a sense of self-worth. And yeah. Guys probably feel like, oh, this is the best I can do. You know, I'm just doing drugs. There, It seemed like the guys only... Um, worth to these girls was that they were usually the ones getting the drugs. Like they had the connections in a lot of them. Yeah, but like then there's the ones where they pimp the girls out. They pimp the girls yeah. out, and that's the weirdest thing. Where they're like, "This is my boyfriend. He sends me out to fuck dudes to get drugs for both of us." And I just is like, "Girl, I see. I feel like, like girl, we haven't if you're- seen a lot of those ones, so we've seen mostly usually like kind of normal functioning couple. <laughs> I mean, outside of yeah. the drug abuse, where they're like, yeah, that guy's not having other guys.'" Screw his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. That one I'm where I'm like, listen, if you're going to be fucking do, if you're going to be doing sex work, you take all the money. Don't fucking have your boyfriend pimp you out. So you, you know what I'm saying? Like, just work for yourself. Be an independent contractor. Right. Get your own drugs. Yeah. Get, then you only have to suck half as many dicks to stay high. You know? Makes perfect sense to me. Um, but yeah, so uh, one way that we thought of maybe watching the show guilt-free is if I start a podcast just solely d- devoted to the show, because I've been thinking about starting my own podcast called Bored and Sober. Maybe Sydney will promote that. I will promote that, it when, when it happens, because I'm super excited for it. It'd be funny if you didn't. You're like, I'm your girlfriend, but I, I will not promote that. <laughs> I don't mix business with pleasure. So like I'll let you continue to bring me sexual pleasure, but I won't interfere in your business. <laughs> so but it just hit hit me just today. In yeah. fact, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that show. Because any other show I think about, it's either ending or has ended. Intervention, there's no shortage of episodes. There's, I think, what's season 19 right now? It's 20. 20. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes. It'll give you a lot of material. Um, and it's kind of like, okay, let's say you're like me and you really enjoy carbs. Like you love eating two fresh baked loaves of bread. Well, the, the way to justify that is to run a marathon, right? Because mm-hmm. then you're like, I'm carb loading for the marathon I'm going to run. And so if you have a show about intervention, you don't have to feel bad about the decadence. Although I don't want to be pigeonholed into having to watch every one of those. There's there's hundreds. Yeah, don't. I wouldn't go. So I think I'm going to. Bored and Sober is the premise of the podcast, so it'll just be you know, kind of talking about whatever, but maybe here and there watching an, an episode of Intervention. and Have a friend watch it with yes. you and then discuss. And then they'll discuss my watching of Intervention. They're like, Zach, I love you, but this is getting out of control. I mean, you're not making any money off this. You're just basically trying to get friends come over and watch this. I don't find it funny. And <laughs> these people's lives are falling apart right. and you are pissing your pants laughing. And I'm starting to think you're not a good person. I, right. So I, yeah, would like to stress that. Yeah, I don't, I, I try not to take too much joy in it. It's just not, not just for the sake of, oh, look, this person's having a rough time again. Yeah. I've, I've been there. Um, and oh my God, 
and I think anybody, if they took a really like honest look at themselves, if if they've, or maybe you have led led a squeaky clean life, but for a lot of people I know, man, if you saw you at your drunkest, yeah, and that was recorded, oh my god, because I remember my roommates and I we would watch Jersey Shore and mm-hmm. look at these drunk assholes, and I'm like, that was you last night, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I definitely know in the height of my drinking, I would because I was drinking like all day every day. And what would happen is I'd go out and I'd party all night. And then like the next day I would have like some flashes of things I said or did that I was embarrassed about. Uh And then I would feel the need to get wasted because if I was going to see the same people again, just to like kind of mask my feelings of embarrassment. And it created a cycle because I was a I was and I was like a good drunk. Like I never got in fights and I never cried in public, but like I still was a fucking drunk and there's still shit to be embarrassed about. And so, yeah, like everyone's ridiculous when they're wasted. Yeah. Yeah. I would do that. I had my my bar that I would go to a lot. And then if I did, yeah, nothing specific, just something I deemed to be like embarrassing or ridiculous and I'd be like I'm not gonna go there for a few weeks and mm-hmm. my friends would be like what nobody knows or cares and I was like yeah just that's because they're also a mess yeah. <laughs> but there's you know bartenders and other people that are there that do see everything yeah you know and yeah I think that's why I quit after a while I was just like I can't I can't do this. It's anymore. such like a roller coaster of emotions and feelings and like shame that you're like, or I can just like get off this and right. kind of free up some right. space emotionally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's I it's one of the things that makes me feel bad about watching intervention is just like I work in a bar and right now I work in um I work at a dive bar. And so like for the past maybe eight years, I worked at places that were more upscale and, you know, craft cocktails and like it was too expensive for people to afford to get wasted. Like no one's coming to get wasted on $15 whatevers. Um, but now that I work at a place where people get super wasted and I deal with addicts like regularly um, with the regulars and stuff and then, like on my off days to watch intervention I'm just like oh man I don't know and I just uh, I always say I'm like one bad day or bad shift away from joining some sort of cult that's like no 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 drugs yeah let's just garden all day right yeah that is weird because yeah you're surrounded by that at work and I know that outside of work you you obviously would not like to be at a bar or something like that, but you really do take the intervention just like I do. Yeah. It doesn't seem to get to you. It gives me diarrhea. Like, let's be, there's some episodes where I'm like, I gotta go, which also being at work gives me diarrhea. I think um, being you. Well, yeah. uh, Well, uh, as I said on a recent uh, Primer episode when I was Mm -hmm. explaining to people that the show is changing and she wasn't with the show anymore, Mm -hmm. um, I said, you know, well, I'm going to keep talking into microphones because it's kind of what I do. Like talking into microphones and having diarrhea is like the crux of what makes Sydney DeLorean Sydney DeLorean. But um, it definitely gets worse when I walk into work or when I watch episodes of intervention, like my bowels have a very strong reaction <laughs> to I've addiction. I've never felt that my bowels reacted to anything in any way. Like, oh, I don't like this. I'm going to have a firm one well, <laughs> or diarrhea. So um, your gut actually has more serotonin receptors than your brain does. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's a lot of what 
causes IBS is the serotonin in your belly. And it's why when people take SSRIs, it causes digestive issues. Um, and my first experience with it was uh, when I went back to bartending after a two-year hiatus like a year ago. I worked at this place that I just didn't like. It was fucking gross and depressing. And I'd get in my car to drive to work and all of a sudden my stomach would be like, Bwah. <laughs> And like, I would just be in so much pain my whole shift. I'd be so uncomfortable. And <clears throat> I hadn't had any issues with my Crohn's disease in several years. And like the minute I took that job, I started getting bowel infections again. I hadn't had bowel infections in forever. And so I was like, okay, I haven't had a bowel infection in like four years. And I've had two in three months. Like I need to quit this job. And like now my job's not as hateful as that. Um, I have a pretty good gig but I still will be fine all day and the minute I walk into work my stomach is like it's so funny um but fortunately it's a really loud place so I just let them go yeah. I just I'm ripping and tearing <laughs> tearing and the ripping uh yeah 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 I don't know it's it's a show that it's impossible to ignore every even the more boring episodes make some kind of impression on you. You're yeah. just like, um, but there are a lot that are just pretty similar and you're like, okay. Yeah. Once you get the, like, I don't watch the eating disorder ones. Like they're kind of triggering. Sure. And also I'm like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like I've lived it. So um, do you have um, a few things that make up a good episode for you? Um, there's gotta be nudity. I love psychosis, like any sort of delusion. The uh, fucking ESP psychic guy was like telling the camera crew, "Don't leave. The future of humanity depends on this." And then he thought like he was hearing like ghosts and shit and hauntings in his attic. And like I kind of like I like that. I love psychosis. Um, one of my favorite podcasts. I just wish it was John Edwards, you know. Yeah, well, we all do. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite podcasts, whimsically volatile, which is with the drag queen Katya and this guy Craig. Um, and they started recording it. Katya was sober for a long time, and she had a relapse into meth, which led to a psychotic episode and hospitalization and so when they started doing this podcast she was still kind of recovering from the psychosis and she's kind of bananas and she's describing her fucking psychotic breakdown and so i recommend everyone go listen to the at least the first couple episodes of whimsically volatile but then you'll be hooked and you'll want to keep listening um because like it is another podcast yeah well like just like yeah someone joyfully this is what I like about Katya is like there it isn't a downer it, she's one of us where she's sure. explaining her psychotic breakdown right and she, it's a good time she's yeah. having a good time it's fun so I do I do enjoy that um I'll have to check that out yeah uh and I what else would you say is like a good I like when they have a new a new twist on getting high so like the basalts the inhalants right like that sort of thing. Yeah, anything that's kind of new is 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 good. Yeah, again, there's so much of it is it's old hat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it it actually it truly does keep me. Not that I was gonna fall. I'm so two years and three or four months sober, something like that. 
I think if anything's going to keep me sober, it's oh. watching this fucking show. Because I just go, I mean, I don't laugh too heartily because I'm going, yes, yeah, some of these people were sober for five years, 10 years. That guy last mm. night, Terry, was sober 18, 18, years. 18 years, super successful, was had numerous businesses, doing super well for himself. But then he just, you know, went off the rails at 57, started smoking crack. Uh, and so to me, it, it, it does keep you humble in a bit. You're like, you're like, yeah, shit can fall off the rail. Anything can happen. I can just start drinking like crazy and whatever. The, those are the ones that are like a good reminder as like it, that you don't get too cocky in your sobriety. Yes. Like, oh, I can have a drink. I can have a couple drinks. Like next thing you know, you're blowing guys for duster you yeah know, you don't see it coming you, you never see <laughs> that i didn't coming. really answer your question which was uh, are there things that i look for i don't, i don't know they're all different you can watch one that's just alcohol we know we go largely based on the picture yes. as we're scrolling so if we see some guy just like i don't know how do you uh, like a disheveled it? hair yes. like anyone who looks like they live in the woods there's like, right like that sort of thing. They're feral. We want them to be a yes. feral human yes. being. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. That that Christy episode right away. We're like, okay, yeah, this is gonna be good. Uh, Allison was the one that hooked me. Mm. Sydney has uh, mentioned how she's never seen me that happy or laugh. Yeah, I. It's well, it's just really hard being in a relationship with you and knowing that like I'm never going to make you as happy as that episode of intervention did you've never you've never been and never will be as happy as you were yeah uh yeah don't chase that dragon you're never gonna catch it i'm not gonna start huffing duster just to amuse you <laughs> right so right. Um, um yeah it was just she just did not give a fuck at all i was recording clips from this episode and sending them to my <laughs> friends i don't know that they were getting the joy out of it that I was, but the part where she's just like, she would say these, these sort of like defiant lines, like you would see in a thug life kind of clip. Yeah. Like she'd be like, I'm going to be high when my mom comes over and I don't give a fuck. And then she would just huff this duster yeah. <laughs> right after. And you just picture the the sunglasses and thug life. Like there, she had so many lines like that. Oh, yeah. She was like, I don't care if I kill someone with my car going to get duster because I need to be high and that's all that matters. And you're just like, or she's like, I don't care if I die because I'm already dead. And she's walking through a cemetery. Yeah. And then she's just laying down like spread eagle huffing. huffing. And uh, it's just a funny kind of punctuation at the end of a sentence when you just go. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that that one. Listen, I, I saw that one. I was like, ooh. We got to watch way more intervention and mm -hmm. they're just not all that good. That's that's one of the best episodes. That probably is the best the best e one episode. And the, there's some others that are pretty good. But that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good starting uh, place maybe for people um, to get into the show. I don't I'm not sure I recommend people even get into it. I. I'm embarrassed a little bit of how much. No, everyone should be watching and then they should be listening to your podcast <laughs> yeah. and, you know, playing the game, playing along with right, you. Right, right. Yeah. I just, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but it's, 
I usually don't watch reality television, and I could say that uh, honestly up until about a year or so ago. The really the only reality TV I watched was Jersey Shore, which I still enjoy, and Catfish, and that was it. And those were my guilty pleasures. And now uh, intervention has crept in, lost in transition. You know, it's getting a little more. I think the important thing about reality television is don't watch it alone. Watching it alone and taking it seriously is really sad. But if you are watching it with your friends and you're making fun of people, Mm -hmm. it's like a tailgate party is my opinion of reality television. Um, it's, It's depressing to watch it alone. I have a friend who every time we travel together, when we get back to the hotel, we were like, let's find some teen mom. Like we just, that's, I don't watch it alone. You know, I don't, but if we're, if I'm at a hotel room with my friend, like, yeah, that's what we're watching. Well, I, one thing I like about it for sure is that if we are watching a Game of Thrones type show, it's like, all right, shh, we're going to watch this. And whereas, or a show like Intervention, we can just talk through the whole thing and... It's fine. Yeah, it's, fu- it's fine. It's more... It's It starts a lot of conversations. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess that's our... Everything we have to say about Intervention. Not by a long shot, but that'll do for now. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, have a great Wednesday, everyone. I was hoping you would say happy hump uh, day. Ha- happy hump day. Yes. Have a great Wednesday weekend. Rest of your life and stay off drugs. And stay off my lawn. Stay off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs>